So I've only been here a short time, <clears throat> and already I've heard quite a few stories about St. Wilfrid's community and its history. Events of the recent past not surprisingly dominate the stories I've been told, but I've also heard stories that go all the way back to the founding of the congregation. And transitions are a time for stories. Many of you participated in the recent History Day, and the Profile Committee will be asked to take not only the stories from that day, but other stories, some of them yet to be told, and craft from them an honest and compelling narrative about what the congregation has been and experienced and where you all hope to go next. Our stories matter. Our stories, for both individuals and communities, are to a great extent our identities. They make sense of our past, constrain our present, and guide our future. Our gospel story today is one of three stories in John's gospel about a man named Nicodemus. This is the first of those three in which Nicodemus, a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Council of Elders in Jerusalem, sneaks away by night to have this odd and inspiring conversation with Jesus. The second time John's Gospel mentions him, Nicodemus is defending Jesus before that Sanhedrin and saying that the laws of their community require a fair hearing before anyone is condemned. And for his efforts, Nicodemus gets accused of being a Galilean, which was both a clan designation and an insult in first century Jerusalem, and therefore accused of being biased in Jesus' favor. Nicodemus' third appearance in John's Gospel is after Jesus' death, when he helps Simon of Arimathea bury Jesus and provides the myrrh and the aloe with which they anoint Jesus' body. Three brief stories about a man on a quest for understanding and truth and where that quest leads him. And we can be sure that these became the defining stories of Nicodemus's life, the stories that he used to explain himself to himself and to the world, because for at least the first two of these three, John could have had no other source than Nicodemus himself. So just imagine the way that John heard this story from Nicodemus. Well, you see, John, I, I came to Jesus by night and I said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God because no one can do the things that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus told me, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. So I said to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. But I was astonished 
So, of course, I said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered me, are you a teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? And then he said the most amazing things about God's love and God's son and eternal life. And I didn't really understand him at the time. But let me tell you, John, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And ever since then, nothing in my life has been the same. Our best personal stories are the ones that end like that. Ever since then, nothing has been the same. That was the moment when everything changed for me. We sometimes call those moments epiphanies, and we treasure them in our lives, even if we don't always feel comfortable sharing the often weird and confusing stories with others. But the funny thing is, it's not that life-changing event that really matters. It's the change of life afterwards that makes the difference. Nicodemus could have had his strange midnight conversation with Jesus and decided he was hearing the ravings of an eccentric and gone back to business as usual at the Sanhedrin. When he told the story of it, he could have made himself the central character and his own wisdom or discernment or transformation or perhaps his cynicism or disdain the main point of his story. The fact of the matter is that this was the moment that made all the difference from Nicodemus because he chose to be changed by it. And the story has the possibility of being transformative for us because Nicodemus chose to tell about what Jesus said and did that was transformative for him rather than talking about his own transformation. No doubt you have moments in your life that were very significant turning points on the path to becoming who you are today, for better or for worse. And what made those moments significant? What made them more than an amusing anecdote about something that happened to you or a completely forgotten experience is what came afterwards. The new direction you took, the shift in attitude or outlook, the relationship you formed or strengthened or left behind, those are what make that triggering event significant. And the stories that you continue to tell shape and reshape that significance for yourself and the world as you tell and retell them. And although you can't choose what happens to you, you can always choose how to tell the story. The stories that I have heard about what, if we were Southerners, we might call the late unpleasantness at St. Wilfrid's have all had a particular theme to them. While relating some or all of the facts, everyone so far has taken great pleasure in telling me how far the congregation has come since then. How much hope and cohesiveness and genuine joy St. Wilfrid's is experiencing now. Sometimes the teller's main point 
is about the amount of work and the gifts of the leaders that have gotten you here. And sometimes the storyteller's point is just about how far you have journeyed in such a short time. But in any case, these are, I am very sure, quite different stories than the ones that you were telling one another in the world a few years ago. You have a story to tell about hope and joy and transformation, not because nothing bad has touched you, but because you chose as a community to face your challenges with hope and joy and thus to be transformed. The history of this congregation from its founding is made up of stories of people who lived in hope and dreamed large and let their hopes and dreams inspire their generosity and their hard work. In adding your own hope and joy and transformation, your own generosity and hard work, your own transformation to that story, you are part of a story well worth telling. And perhaps, like Nicodemus, your own story may be retold to inspire and enlighten future generations as well. Amen.